Back here with another episode. Don't welcome. Don't leave to judges podcast. See what I'm saying? Don't welcome. Fucking don't welcome, welcome the people. It doesn't. Just mixing all the shit up. It doesn't matter. We're number one, two, three, five, Patty. seven. I'm here with Patty Broke a Skull as always. Patty. Yes. What a different start to the episode. That's right. Stim- tripping on his own feet walking into this. Hell one. yeah. Walking in all these Korean names I gotta fucking try to pronounce. Yeah, exactly. Up. The rest of the episode's gonna be that anyway. It's just a struggle of I don't know. Kanichiwa? Is that the guy? Um <laughs> But I want to start this episode simply by bringing up this new acquirement that the UFC has got. And I'm sure you've seen the article. It's very funny. I honestly thought it was something else. I'm, I'm disappointed that it wasn't that. But apparently the new drink of the UFC, official sports <laughs> drink of the UFC, is Prime. Now, if you're 25 or older, you have no idea what that is. You've never even heard of it. But it's apparently taking over Gatorade, body armor, you know, all these other fucking sports drinks because it's logan paul's drink it's logan paul and ksi which i believe is like a european logan paul guy they box and shit and who cares <laughs> yeah who cares? I, i'd never well, heard of well, it sam this is what would this is what makes them so fascinating is imagine if we had one guy like that that we almost felt like we knew we were sending him letters he was responding <laughs> right he was shouting us out in the content that he made you almost feel like that's your friend. Imagine if we had that growing up. You think we wouldn't be hella supportive of a dude who transitioned from doing stupid-ass videos to actually knocking dudes out in boxing, beating real boxers, starting his own brands, starting a podcast? You'd support him to the moon. I'll see yeah, And that's okay. what they have. No matter how many of these fighters will bitch about Logan Paul and this drink, Dana White gave him the okay. Sit down, boys. Enjoy the ride. Hope it tastes good. You know what I'm saying? Because in the end, you're like, you can't really be mad at the guy and what he's cultivated. They've supported him since he was just doing stupid YouTube videos to being an actual athlete, to selling a brand multiple times over. Imagine if one, like, who would be the guy for us? Donny Osmond? You know what I mean? Like, if Donny Osmond fucking, if we were huge fans of Donny Osmond when he was coming up, he branches out. He branches away from the Osmond band. He starts doing his own music. Boy, I'm buying his CDs. Oh, my God. Now he's putting out T-shirts, dude. Let's go. I'm buying the T-shirts. Now he's in movies. I'm supporting the movies. You see what I'm saying? It's that same type of a character who doesn't really – they're just part of a thing. And then they branch out, and you're like, well, I fucking – that's my guy. He responded to my fan mail because that's what comments are, right? When you get that little heart from the creator, he's your friend now. That's your friend. You guys know each other well. You would hang out in the streets. And that's what Logan Paul and KSI have become is these fucking guys who are from the internet, essentially with no skills, showing you they actually have skills or the ability to acquire skills. It's a fucking weird. Where are we, man? Where? What is this timeline? It's insane. Because then you look at the guys who have this raw talent that go through the struggles of like America's Got Talent, fucking X Factor, American Idol, and then you never see them again. Like they straight give up on their idea of what a talent is like i sing my ass off but i work at a fucking kfc now <laughs> like man that was a good little rant there <laughs> because it really came down to this patty pimblett is one of the few guys that they've interviewed or has stated things about not liking the logan paul sign this contract mm. hey you're basically logan paul you know what i mean if he was smart yeah. enough this because guaranteed 
there's hundreds of fighters bitching about this, but they only quoted Patty. Yeah, yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? We know the business, dude. Don't play us. Don't fucking play us. This is the number one, two, three, and four MMA podcast. We got the <laughs> UFC on lock. Fuck around if you want to. We're interviewing Dana White next week. Herb Dean the week after that. Uh, but yeah, it is funny that they trash this Prime thing. I've never had it. I've never even seen it. I've never even heard of it. <laughs> he, I've only ever seen it because of certain uh, episodes of Impulsive that I've watched with you know Bobby Lee or Andrew Santino, comedians and what have you. Because it's always fun to see them in this environment with these guys who consider themselves to be some sort of like funny people, right? They do content for the internet. And that's fine, but when you're with a guy who's doing it by himself on a stage in front of hundreds and hundreds of people, it's different egos in this room. So it was. I've seen the podcast. I've heard them talk about Prime. Never seen it in a store. I don't know anybody else who drinks it. It's like, why wouldn't you just get Gatorade because you know it? You're buying yeah. Prime because you know it because you're 20 years old. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's it. But uh, I, I also want to say, before we get into this card... Um, I think you got some stuff too, perhaps not, but Fedor versus Bader, his last fight's coming up very soon. I mentioned on the last episode, uh, there's uh, the tw- Bellator 290 live press conference. Uh, of course, I didn't watch any of it, but do the- uh, But yeah, Fedor, last emperor, makes his last stand. One of these articles, of course, they got to be witty with the titles. He's fighting Ryan Bader. He's a youth, man, a young cat, and he beat him last time. And he beat him to the point... Where I, I believed it. Because when he lost, when Fedor lost to Verdum, when he lost to, um, who was the other big guy? When he lost to Ryan Bader, when he lost to Dan Henderson. These are these were all fights where you're like, fuck, man, they just got lucky as hell. But when he actually did fight Bader the first time, that was the most legit finish I've seen of Fedor in his, in his career. So this is a problem. This is a huge fight. It's for the belt. And then you're going to be like, now you can have it back. Because it's your last fight. You win the belt, but then you're like, I just, yeah, I'm leaving you guys here, Bader. I guess I don't fucking know. And was he going to fight Phil Davis again? Um, And then DC made some comments about uh, Derek Lewis uh, saying that he is absolutely done as a top heavyweight. And I'm, Damn. you know how I feel about DC yeah. for the most well, part. Well, you know, we're going to see after this, this, this main event. Well, we'll find out. Whether he's in the picture or not. You're talking about Lewis. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's yeah, Steve Absolutely. Um, if there's anything that you could you could say DC's right about, it's probably that. Because Derek Lewis lost in his home state twice. <laughs> I would have quit already. I'd been done. But is what it is. And I do want to give a quick shout out to Shogun again because last episode. We talked about Shogun. We mentioned how meaningful he was to the sport. Let's not forget, dude. Shogun was the original John Jones. He was the first one at 23 years old to be eating dudes alive. He was murdering these kids. So easy. And he was the kid himself. So when John Jones burst on the scene, like, he's 23 years old. It's not the first time you've ever seen it. Shogun already did that. Why do you think Shogun had to fight John Jones? He was the guy. So it makes sense. So big shout out again to fucking Shogun, uh, Mauricio Hua. The guy's a fucking that's that's a name that should never be forgotten in the sport, man. Much like Anthony Rumble Johnson, Evan Tanner, even these were these were title challengers. These were fucking guys that dedicated their life to the sport, and I love that. 
And, uh, you know, hopefully we'll see some success in the future from some of these guys that are still alive, not Evan Tanner or Rumble Johnson, of course, but, you know, success in other things for Shogun. Maybe, he, you know, he, he can't speak English very well. Maybe he does some Brazilian commentating. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Just seeing him in the crowd is fucking cool, dude. Mm-hmm. Somebody's got to wheel Matt Hughes in for a fucking wave. <laughs> might as well bring Shogun. He can still walk on his own. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. We'll see him. Uh, I mean, shit, man. Let him be the coach of the, of, of, uh, the Ultimate Fight or something like that. That's what they should do with the older yeah. guys. Yeah, I like why, to see that. why they don't have? They're not. They there's no necessity to set up a fight after it's over. So yeah. let them just coach these guys and make them as best as they can be because they have the knowledge. Mark yeah, yeah. Coleman, bro, mm-hmm. get him in there, bro. Show him about the, about the ground and pound again, guy. I'm trying, trying, I, the name escapes me. I'm trying to think of the karate uh, guy that's uh, always that fought fucking Shogun. Um, <laughs> oh my god, Noda Machida. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Put them two opposite each other. They don't have to fucking fight again. That's those days are over. But uh, you know, have like a team concept. My team's gonna fucking beat your team. That's the competition. You know what it should be? Brazil versus wherever Leota's from. There you go. There you go. I think he's Brazilian. <laughs> I think he's also. It don't matter. It don't matter. My streets versus your street. David. There you go. There you go. Silva's versus, versus yours. Uh, I don't. I can't think of another pop. Fajera. How about that? Oh, these are teams of 200 people each. We all have the same last name. And none of us are related. It's odd. doesn't make any sense. Yeah. If it's a silver, I get first pick. But anyway. Um, so, yeah, man, this this card coming up, it was originally going to be in Korea. But now it's going to be in the Apex. And they didn't do anything about the time. So the prelims are going to come on at 10 p.m. And then Eastern time. And the main card is going to be 1 a.m. Eastern time. This wow. damn thing's liable not to go off until... 4 or 5 a.m. in the morning, my time. Not going to change the time because they they think that the Chinese fans are going to buy. I don't know. It's not a pay-per-view. They think they're going to view, right? We got to keep it on the same time so that way it's daytime in China because they're big. They're the biggest. They're not the biggest MMA fans. I don't think they've ever even had a champion. Oh, wait, they did. Wei Li Zhang. Oh, yeah. That lasted a while, huh? Really made a name for herself. Hmm. I was wondering who you're gonna say. Supposedly, the the core foundation of most mixed martial arts, being you know Chinese, Japanese, and you know Asian for sure, they seem to be unsuccessful. But yet, have the fights in the apex at the time that the Chinese can watch it. Why? I don't know. Fucking crazy to me, man. Crazy to me. Fucking weird, dude. It is. I don't understand. They will do that for Brazil. You know what I mean? That makes more sense. Put it on Brazil daytime that they can actually watch it instead of the middle of the fucking night. The the, the one thing I, I'm gonna bring up is uh, Lori Cinco is make it's, it's a big deal. She's gonna be behind the commentary desk doing color commentary on this fight. The first female behind the desk for a regular card, not just when she's on the contender series. I think that's more impressive when she's on the contender series and doing double duty actually. But you know, yeah. this is uh you know. They're making it like it's a big historic moment. I mean, well, I mean, we've all seen street fights. Yeah, I mean, they're proving they can just bring a man with a suit in and stick him behind a desk. Doesn't anyway. know anything about MMA, so at least Lori Cinco knows. You know, when she's on a contender series, you can tell she's done her research. She knows a lot about the fighters. You know, at least we'll get something. Besides just a Dan behind a suit that they just brought in from. Fine, and that's fine. I, I I will say Lauren Sanko has sort of earned her right to do so. But I also feel like she's not good enough to be on these live shows because she talks too fucking much. 
right? Like Joe is color commentator, right? Daniel Cormier is the guy who says, oh, that's that technique. That's that technique. Mm -hmm. Dominic Cruz is saying that's that technique. Paul Felder's color, right? Lauren is sitting in color commentary. Write some jokes, bitch. That's what I got to say. Write something. Come in there with some material instead of just stats and look how cool this fucking crane kick was and how professional. What? No, I need make it interesting. Otherwise, no one's going to listen to the commentary. Joe Rogan only has a job because he's a comedian. But I, feel, I do feel like they're phasing out Rogan hmm. to, uh, to a certain degree by bringing in Lauren. Yeah. Um, or are they just trying to push this woman perspective thing on fights? Well, I don't know. Do they think that's going to bring more women, female fighters in? I don't know. I, <laughs> I'll tell you my opinion on that. I will say no, because but but I, I'm gonna answer the first thing first about Rogan. I, I'm sure that guy requires a hefty salary. Oh, so for I sure. mean, if I owned the company, maybe oh, I'd start weed them out just to get rid of that salary. I might actually disagree hmm. because wouldn't you think the guy loves the sport so much? He does. He, he does. He only does the American shit. He only does not travel outside anymore. That he would do it almost for free. He may. Right? But I don't know. I mean, he at may. a certain point, they're just going to be like, here's a $10,000 check. Yeah. What do I mean? Uh, I would understand if he'd won a large salary, and he's made himself into a big name. He's the guy. Oh. You know, I watched a recent episode on the on his podcast where he talked about not doing uh, the voices in the game anymore. He won't sit down and record the, all the sayings that are supposed to be said in the game, mm-hmm. which I'm sure that's like a two-day thing. Just get in there and read these things emphatically. He's out. He's out. Like, how hard is that? <laughs> yeah. And you're like, I, but I can't. Like he's, dude. He's getting so fucking old at this point. He's getting old. Joe Rogan's getting old. He's gonna phase out. People are gonna stop giving a fuck. He's too old, man. Everything, every perspective he has is that of an old man. Now the other thing I'm, uh, I just thought about when you were saying, is it gonna bring in women? fighters or or maybe even female viewers right and i'm gonna say an emphatic no because uh all the true crime type of podcast groups i'm in the the most fucking people criticize women are women i can't stand her voice you'll hear this like you'll see a podcast and they're just bitching about the the woman's voice like god damn the Y'all, y'all always talk about women being criticized. Y'all the ones doing the fucking criticizing. They won't lift each other up for nothing. They won't lift a bitch up for nothing, So, so they're That's all, um, you know, the, a lot a lot of their criticism comes from fellow females. Just, okay, so then anybody to... who gets mad at this podcast for the shit that I've said about women, you better not be a woman. <laughs> you better not be a woman, because I know what the hell you're saying behind yeah. the back of a bitch who's got her hair braided strange. Well, if so anchors, uh, anchors stats are correct, then... Virtually zero women listen to this podcast. Yeah, no, why would they? That's why I'm saying I don't you're absolutely right in the idea of like there's no female viewers. It's gonna be an addition to this because all of a sudden Lauren Sanko's at the commentating no. desk. Unless Sam maybe more unless, men tune in. <laughs> unless Joe Rogan promotes that on his own podcast. No. Right? So if Joe Rogan says, Hey guys, these new fights that are coming out, I was supposed to commentate, but Lauren Sanko's making her debut, that's the only fucking way women are gonna watch. Just to hear her, that's it. They're not going to watch the sport. It's too brutal. Maybe a uh, couple of women that think she's hot or something to True. check her out. Most you know? of them are fighters, though. Yeah. Get the. All right, let's get in this card, Come man, on, and Sam. get that tortured with these fucking names. <laughs> They're either female fighters or WNBA stars. <laughs> right, They're lesbians, Sam. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, God, yeah, yeah, I know. I know. That's, that's <laughs> what I was saying. It didn't come out. Quite a bit. It's fine, though. All Crazy right. enough, though. Female. 
fighters that are also lesbian don't look lesbian for the most part. They look like women still. You know what I mean? Like they don't have short haircuts. Rose Namajunas has a guy. And you're like, she looks the most guyish of all the females, right? Yeah, I'm thinking of a stay out of this conversation here. Tisha Torres is hot, though, dude. I can't deny it. She's got man arms, but she's kind of hot. Raquel Pennington, even. What are we talking about? Um, I'll tell you, she's making a resurgence. They're, they're trying to I build know. On they got to do. They ha- They need somebody because they tried it with Angela Hill and it didn't happen. No. <laughs> you know? They're still trying, I think. Uh, yeah, they're doing something with her. But let's get in this card, All man. Right. We got a thousand right. names that are terrible to pronounce. Holy shit. Uh, you got the first bout, man. A flyweight bout. You got. Wow. Right. Records are crazy, dude. It's Tatsuror. It's Tatsuror Tierra versus Jesus Santos Aguilar. Uh, Tatsuror is 12 0. This guy is actually 2 0 in the UFC. He's coming off an armbar win over uh, CJ Varegar, Ver, Ver, Vergara. Uh, and man, he made it look easy. Okay, he's got six submission wins, three knockout wins. Uh, Jesus, six submission wins. His only loss was his first ever fight back in 2015. He's coming off the contender series win. And uh, the the problem is he, he's five foot three, where uh, uh, Tierra is five foot seven. So and yeah, I think that's going to be uh, a huge advantage, of course. But he's got a seven and a half inch reach advantage. Also, and he's a, a a huge betting favorite of eleven hundred minus eleven hundred betting favorite. So I think everyone's pretty much put that in a bag for uh, Tatsu Tatsu Sorora. Now this guy's already fought in the UFC, like you said, right? Yes. Okay, I do recall him. He very much looks like some sort of iteration of Bruce Lee, <laughs> uh, with the bowl cut and all of that. But what if that is the case? What if that is the case where this kid is? skillful to that level dedicated to that level and brings sort of the originality of what martial arts was supposed to be back into mixed martial arts instead of the colby covingtons and conor mcgregor's of the world this guy could actually be that type of a flawless take no damage highlight reel right but he is fighting a tough cat i mean the dude's eight and one uh tatsuro is 12 and 0 and perhaps there's some amateur stuff we would have to look up to see how he was doing over there, right? Because twelve and zero isn't easy to accomplish. Period. No. And to get that many fights without getting a UFC contract, anyways, mm-hmm. especially being a foreign fighter, they they want these guys because they're trying to go global, right? Yes. Sir. I like it. It's a fun fight to open. All right. The next fight, uh, Jong Young Park versus Dennis Ty Lillian. All right. This Ty Lillian, he's like a solid striker. Nine knockout wins. You know, out of his 10 wins, uh, his last fight, he knocked out Jamie Pickett. All right, this guy's like a pure boxer. Now, the other guy, that's the guy they call the Iron Turtle, who seems to have one hell of a chin. He's got five knockout wins, four submission wins. He's won five of his last six, and he's only lost. He's a fucking tough dude, man. He's the one that uh, hung in there. Pretty sure this is the guy that hung in there with um, uh, that uh, in Chuck way. Okay, yeah. Saying yep. that shit right. It ended up beating him. But uh yeah, man, I, I think this guy will easily win this fight. Well, there is a little bit of a height discrepancy. You know, uh, Dennis is he's uh six one to the five eight mm-hmm. park, and he's got a four inch reach. So depending on where they want to keep this fight, which I hope is standing, uh yeah. 
there will be an advantage towards the other guy because he is a little bit older too, a little bit more experienced. It's not a great record, eleven and six, right? Yeah. Um, but fifteen and five for Park. I mean, he's a newcomer. He's kind of came in. He's he's had his moments, and I think we're just gonna keep seeing him grow. I don't think he's going anywhere. Oh, it's uh that guy Tafan. He fought him. It went to a decision, but uh, I mean, dude, the Tafan guy doesn't knock you out. That's yeah. fucking saying something. Impressive as hell, for sure. <laughs> so, he's only lost to people like uh, Anthony Hernandez. He lost to RoboCop. He was knocked out by RoboCop. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he's beaten Eric Anders, Joseph Holmes. You know. He's he's weirdly built for this division. For yeah, yeah, you're right. We'll see. I mean, I don't know. He He's a name that I recognize. I'll tell you that much. All right, the next fight's flyweight, female fight. My God. Jayon Kim versus Mandy Bohm. All right. Yeah, both of these women need to go. You got Kim who's 9-6-2. She's 3-6 and six in the UFC. She's lost her last four fights. You got Boom who's 0-2 uh, in the UFC. There's, there's no winners here. What, what's going to happen in this fight? Not Oof. not a lot. No. I do think that this is a fight where they're trying to push Jayon Kim, you know? They're trying to push her. They're like, get this Mandy bitch out of here. And it's the weirdest thing, too, because she's got the shittiest record, 9-6-2. and two. I don't know, man. Yeah. Better get that double digits to make that even look decent. 10-6-2, and two, that's a little better. Um, yeah, Boom's got that 7-2 and two record, but her last yeah, two fights lost, and those seven fights yeah. were against nobodies. Crap. Um, and we got Choi. Ugh. That is his last name. Uh, and then Park, <laughs> no, his, name, his last name is uh, Song Gook, Song Guk. It can't be Gook. That can't be right. <laughs> then, that's what I wrote down. <laughs> yeah, that's. I mean, it's G U K. You guys yeah. tell me I'm wrong. I'm wrong. It is what it is. But also, fucking come on. Uh, I wrote down G O K, so I try to pronounce it halfway deep. Yeah, Juk, sure. Um, versus Park Hyun Sung. Both these guys. I mean, so far a crazy record. Because aside from the females, which is kind of obvious, uh, six and one for Choi and uh, seven and zero oh for Park. Man, these guys are right perfect time to meet each other in this career. They're 125ers, man. This is what you want to see. You need these guys coming over, man. They make their people small. All right, <laughs> they make their people small. Get them in the fucking UFC so that we can have a flyweight division. This is stupid. All right, this I'm gonna tell you what, man. This fucking Park, I'm going with him. This guy, he's uh, three knockouts, three submission wins. His last six fights, he finished all opponents, four of them in the first round. So this guy doesn't fuck around. I like that. What was his, he fighting in, does it say? His uh, his his nickname is Peace of Mind. Woo. Yeah, Hong Song Park. Uh, I'll, I'll figure it out. But... Well, I'm just curious if it was Peace like a decent promotion. Uh, or just some random. Yeah, some something called Double G. Okay. Nothing. It was Double nothing. G F C one, two, five, six. But that right there, if he's crushing those guys, tells me that he, he doesn't want to be there. You know what I mean? He's trying to get to the top league. So I like that too. We'll see. I mean the next fight the next several fights to open this card are all crazy record dudes. Brand yeah. new. Yeah, th- this is this card is gonna be like gonna separate some of these people from we don't need you yeah. to you're yeah, gonna keep moving could be up. Insane. You're like, now I know how to say the guy's name. I'll never fucking forget. That guy almost killed that man. (laughs) Write that down. Or hopefully they have some good-ass nicknames. You know what I mean? All right. That would be helpful. 
Oh, I'm gonna All stop. Right. All right, next we got a bantamweight belt. We got uh, Tasha Homi. <laughs> yeah, I know it. Fuck it up. Tasha Homi Kazama versus Renan Nakamura. These fucking right. names, dude. These names. I know. <laughs> but look at the records. That's what I'm curious about. Okay. 6 0, 10 and 2. Because the thing about a 6 and 0 guy is, yeah, dude, we can sit here and make fun of the fact that he hasn't fought nobody, but he did fight a human. And when it comes to the fight game, no matter how skillful you are, you have the opportunity to lose. So really what you can make an argument for is the fact that this guy went six fights against a bunch of shitty guys and didn't make any mistakes. Mm -hmm. Okay? It doesn't mean he's a human highlight reel. No. It doesn't mean he's the next fucking star of the UFC. It just means that this guy has has might not have seen something like his, his opponent yet, or he is that aggressive. And until we see him in under the lights of the UFC, you also mm -hmm. say, hey, how well can he handle being in an organization of this this level, right? Yeah, four four, four of his uh, four of his six opponents he's beaten by knockout, one submission, like first round. Uh, no, about all. as a fact. No, I'm asking. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> first round. <laughs> uh, no, uh, t -t 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 most of them. Uh, most of them. One did go. One uh, was a head kick knockout that did go in the second round, but you know it's one decision that went to. Okay, not mad at that. This guy, he's uh got a bunch of uh with this freestyle. He's got a freestyle record on listed over here. So freestyle fighting, freestyle wrestling, freestyle wrestling, freestyle wrestling. Oh, oh. and he's knocking dudes yeah, out. He's knocking dudes out. So like that. They were talking about that on something I was watching earlier too about these wrestlers that have knockout power. Ryan Bader, Dan Henderson, like vicious knockout power. And they were just wrestlers, huh? Must come from somewhere other than the arms, huh? Yeah, so after the delay of the uh, 2020 Summer Olympics because of COVID, he decided to retire from wrestling and hop into the sport of mixed martial <laughs> I like to hop into the sport. Speaking of which, Sounds dude, cool. I watched a documentary on uh, Rod Tang. Have you heard of this guy? Mm -mm. I think Joe Rogan talks about him from time to time. He is easily one of the best, <laughs> most dangerous Muay Thai fighters of all time. He's the one that... He's the one that... Uh, Mighty Mouse fought in between getting his title back. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah he took him on. It was the Muay Thai round the first round, then MMA, then Muay Thai, and he tapped him out in the second round. Of course, because he's got – but, dude, I watched the way this guy fights, and it is – I haven't seen, like, power in punches like that in years. And short shots, too. Just But you could tell when he's hitting hard. But it's not a it's not a complete different motion in the body. But you could tell when he puts something on it, dude. The kid kicks. Oh my god, he's a problem in MMA if he really makes that transition. But one is probably playing this kid so much. He's twenty three, dude. Fantastic. Yeah, he's. It just means that like once he does get done with Muay Thai, he, there's an opportunity for MMA. You know, you got these guys in their thirties, and then once he's done with MMA, he gets to go to boxing. That's where all the old guys go. Shout out Jake Paul. <laughs> Selling drinks and shit. He's working backwards, actually. <laughs> yeah. No. All right. Featherweight bout next. Uh, Lee Jong Young versus. Uh, man. It's a. Uh, There's a total of five it's, letters. It's like Yeza. Last Yeza. I would I would say Yeza. Yeza. Or Za Yi. It just depends. It's I'm cool as shit. Yeza. Sounds like a fucking Mortal Kombat character, and he's got a lot of fights. Yeah, the guy's twenty-one and three. Twenty-one <laughs> and three. You know, but he's not the betting favorite. The betting favorite is uh, is Lee. That's so scary, dude. The nine and one record. He's Where's five Yanni foot ten. He is five foot ten, 
and uh, you know, Yiza is five foot seven. So that's what I was gonna say about the other guy. I don't know if which guy you also said was five seven, and he's a flyweight. Was it uh, Park Hyunsung Park? It, it was half the people on this card. That's too big. <laughs> For one twenty-five, though. <laughs> the guy with the uh, last name with the Gook guy is—he's uh, five foot seven, also. That's insane. Flyweight. Flyweight. That's so tall for the division, dude. There's—you're fighting guys that are five three. <laughs> you're four inches taller than a five three guy. They better be strikers. You know what I mean? Strike if you're going to be that long. Uh, but what's up with this uh, Yizaz record? Well, this guy. Uh, he's on a three-fight win streak, but he had a split decision win in his last fight. It's, uh, yeah, I'll tell you what, man. I want to talk about Lee because he's been fucking impressive. He's on a five-fight win streak, a six-six-fight win streak, five of them to finishes. Damn. And he's got a 73-and-a-half-inch reach, 27-26 as far as ages. Yeah. Uh, Yaza, uh, he fought in, uh, I think, uh, WLF. Basically, from the get-go, almost every one of his fights, he's got a couple in different promotions, but the majority of them are WLF, whatever the hell that is. World League fighting? Doesn't... Yeah. <laughs> it's like words are out of place. But also, I was thinking this just like now, because you said this is now at the Apex. They got to fly all those guys over? Yeah. It's like God, Wa, Wa Lin Fong or something. That's insane, dude. <laughs> Like, sorry, we fucked it up. Where was this supposed uh, to be? That thing's 67 events, 1,200 matches. That was supposed to be in Seoul, Korea. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Satama? I still don't understand Habnit at 1 a.m. Because in, in Korea, I think that's like early in the fucking morning. Huh. That is unfortunate. I don't care either way because I got fights. So <laughs> even though they're not yeah. so way, way late. I'll just watch them the next yeah, there you go. It is the next day, technically. So these fights start on Sunday? Yeah, the, the main card in Korea would be on noon. Noon time. So. Oh, well, they're busy at night. <laughs> they got you shit get that shit out of the way early. Go to yeah, bed let's knock early. Fucking the opposite of us. When yeah. we watch any UFC, gotta fucking stay up late as shit. Yep. But, uh, alright, so lightweight bout next. Uh, it's like uh, Jaka Jaka, uh, Saragi, or Saragai, Saragai versus Ansel Jubilee. This is a a discrepancy with the records for sure here. Yikes! Uh, Jubilee six and zero. All right, he's uh twenty eight. Uh, only two finishes for those fights of decisions. So I don't know if the guy you know he he could get murdered here. For all I know, uh. The the betting favorite is uh the Jekka, eight knockouts, four submissions. Uh he does have two submission losses. Both his losses are some uh it looks like I went through their opponents. I didn't write the records down, but I mean, he has fought better opponents and has three straight finish wins. I don't I don't know. The one guy's got a picture. Uh and he looks he looks intimidating, I'll be honest. He's got great hair, but that doesn't mean you can't still be intimidating. I don't know. What kind of fighter is he? What are they? What He's got hell? knockouts. Is he a boxer? Uh, the guy that's 6-0 or the... Uh, yeah, 6-0 and o guy the with six the hair. 6-0 guy. Yeah, I know um, four of his wins are decisions. Yikes. Uh, 
That's no good. He loses. All right. <laughs> yeah, that's what I think is going to do. I think he's going to be done. But his his two finishes are hell. His last fight was a split, to, but uh, the fight before that was a, a submission, and then one there was one knockout. But I'm gonna look at the record. The guy he had the split decision went over. That guy's eleven and four. Not bad. Yeah. Not bad. We'll see. It happens. I mean, he's like unknown. Some of these fuck. Mm-hmm. Hard to get any dirt on these. But you know he does have that height advantage. He's six foot tall, where uh, Jekka is five foot eight. Oh. Yeah, but how thin is he? <laughs> you know. Uh, on to the main card. Uh, yeah, <sighs> it's like Yosaka Kinoshita. Kinoshita versus Adam Fugit. Kinoshita, maybe. I don't think it's said that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I think they have those. In Kinoshita, right? Like a samurai. Doesn't matter. Uh <laughs> six and one versus Adam Fugit. Uh eight and three. Uh I think uh Yasaku takes this. Yeah, I think the same. Um let me look at the heights here. So six Yusaka. foot six foot one. Oh my god, but Fugit's got a seventy seven inch reach. That's a six that's a five and a half inch reach difference. Mm-hmm. Although Yasaku, which they're gonna they're gonna mention this a thousand times during the event, one of the youngest fighters in the UFC. He is only 22. 22. Yeah. Well, like they're going to mention a thousand times. But dude, I will tell you, every fight I've, I've seen of Adam Fugit, he seems to get tired like pretty early on, gas out. So there's a I, lot of arm to be throwing. Yeah, there you go. I didn't even think about that. He said it. But. And uh, he, he came in, uh, he lost his UFC debut to uh, Michael Morales, who was knocked out in his UFC debut. So I mean, this don't bode well for him. He, he's been knocked out twice in, in his in his uh, in his career. The guy's eight and three. But well, what is this guy? What is Yo uh, Yosaku? Yosaku? What is he? He's four knockouts, two submissions. His one loss, he was disqualified for fence grabbing. Wow, dude, that's so, so rare. He must have held that motherfucker though. Like, yeah, I don't know what the fuck he tried did. To pull him. He's got his legs. He's got his legs and he's holding onto the fence like a fucking scared cat. All right. I don't know what just happened. I, I only have audio on one side now. Oh, shit. Yeah, I was reading this little thing about uh, uh, Fugit. Uh, it's just saying it, he tends to falter in his strike defense. He's been criticized in the past for it, but as long as the fight goes on, <laughs> his strike defense kind of goes down. Well, yeah, he, he he gets tired out. Oh. Yeah, he stops being able to lift his arms. <laughs> Seventy-seven inches, dude. I can't get him. Yeah. Um, I like this next one, but here's a weird stat for you: How long has Duho Choi, Duho Choi, been around? He's been around since the WEC days. Really? Been around? Swear to God. Holy swear shit. to God. And he's only thirty-one. Yeah, oh, where did you go? Because he was up there, dude. He was he was sort of a you know, interim gatekeeper for the division for a long time. He was the guy that they almost all the new guys had to fight before they got to fight anybody else. This was early too. And now he's fighting this guy, Kyle Nelson. Yeah. You know, who's not never a star in MMA. Someone named Kyle Kyle Nelson. Yeah. No, just someone named Kyle. (laughs) Think about all the Kyles that we've seen through the ultimate (laughs) fighter house, the contender series. There might be one good Kyle and nobody, nobody's like supporting him. Yeah. <laughs> this Kyle Nelson's done because well, Duho Choi's got some fucking. He's got some hands, dude. He's got a chin. He's quick, and he's representing, right? Well, he's okay. So here's the thing on him: he's lost his last three fights. He's knocked out in his last two fights. 
But who was? And his last fought in 2019. But the same thing with Kyle Nelson. He's one in four in the UFC. So this may be a loser is out yeah, of here. Loser goes home. Loser goes home. They're out. They're done. I like it. I'm not mad at that. I feel like I didn't see any of Kyle's fights. <laughs> but I know Duho, who is who is Choi fought? Oh, Cub Everybody. Swanson, Jeremy Stevens, <laughs> Charles Jourdain. So you see yeah. what I'm saying? I don't make this shit up for the show, guys, yeah. and I also have no notes in front of me. I just know this so, shit. So, yeah, he's he's losing. It's someone you heard of. Absolutely, and not it's still like not a, a bad record. 14-4. and Kyle four. Nelson. You know what I'm saying? The thing is, is Duhoy I, 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 is what I want to keep doing because his last is Troy, right? Duho <laughs> has – he could be – he could have been the Korean zombie because they were right there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Not in the same weight class per se, but they were right there in popularity with what they were doing as – you know, Korean fighters. It's, you know, he's got to represent now. He's got to come in here and show out, even though he didn't get to do it in his home place. Yeah, he, I mean, I think he will because you look at too. Kyle Nelson's record, and like I said, one in four in the UFC. I mean, he's lost to, you know, Diego Ferreira, Billy Quarantilli, Jay Herbert. The The only win he's got in the UFC is against Marco Rios. Rios okay, so is he- 10 and 8, so... So he came into the UFC 12 and 1. Yeah, that would be accurate. You're like, this is our guy. Yep. He's 12 and 1. 12 and 1. And not only that, he, he came in, he, he beat, he like in 2017, right before he came in, which was 2018, he just beat Kama Worthy. Beat another guy after that, but he knocked out Kama Worthy in one minute in the first round. Wow. So, yeah, I mean, you think that guy is going to be something. and Yep. Fucking yeah. put some money behind them. No. Or they, they put him up against somebody who they think he's, they got a real shot against, and it just goes bad. Yeah. You know? You shoot for the moon and never, never believe recover. in a guy. I'd look at Donald Cerrone. That's exactly what they kept trying to do over and over. <laughs> if that guy was ever a champ, dude, the UFC would have blown up even more. <laughs> Class act. And then, nope, you can't win against the guys you should be winning against, you asshole. <laughs> <laughs> so foolish. Like, believe me, when I first saw Cerrone in the WEC come out with a cowboy hat on and then have a giant back piece, <laughs> I was like, this guy's different. He's different. <laughs> There's something up with and I always respect looked, the fuck out of him, though. He's bro, never he turned down a fight too. that I know of. <laughs> There's two guys, and I, I think you'll agree with me. There's two guys that have that over you, that you could just – you would be obsessed with them fighting. You would believe in their win skills because of the way they came out to the ring, their face when they fought, and it was Donald Cerrone and Carlos Condit, right? Carlos Condit made you believe no matter what fight it was that he was going to fuck this dude up. (laughs) He had that face, bro. Like, oh, bro, I can't wait to put these hands on you, dude. And then you get in there, and you're like, he's fucking technical as shit. He's very good. (laughs) Tough as nails, man. But neither one of them got where you wanted him to be. I mean, Carlos did at least in WEC, but – he was the champ in WEC and never made it in the UFC, which is a shame. Natural born killer. I love that yeah. dude. Still guys that I take in my game, you know, when I got to fight him, I'm taking the fight. I'll take a Carlos Condit fight late in the game. You know, he's 37. <laughs> let's do it. Uh, but let's see. We got a heavyweight bout coming up next, yeah. which is very strange considering where this card was going to take place. You know, they're all little. Get it? All right. Uh, Marcin Tabora versus Blagoy Ivanov. And uh, I think this is an easy win for Marson. The guy's been on a tear. He, uh, he, had, he had a weird loss, right? Some sort of a weird maybe point deduction or something that happened in his recent fight. I think it might have something to do with these guys fighting. I don't know. 
um, 19 and four for Ivanov. And I just think uh, Tabura doesn't know how to sell himself, man. After the fight, you know, doesn't make it make it a worthy idea for him to fight for the title. And remember, these two guys are at the top of the division. At least Marson, they're up there at the top of the division. These are guys John Jones will have to fight. And all you think at that moment, and Sam can agree with me, is good luck, guys. <laughs> You're fighting John Jones. I mean, this is his competition. No wonder he wants to be in heavyweight. Well, this uh, uh block, uh, Ivanov. All right, this guy, man, I don't know about this dude. He's so strange because he's a heavyweight that's seven decision wins, three decision losses. He loses a lot, but it's always like he's on the verge. For mm-hmm. instance, he had a split decision loss to Derek Lewis. Split decision loss to Augusta Sakai. Uh, he did beat Ty Tiavasa. Uh, ben Rothwell, decision lost to, to DeSantos. But uh, he's 5'11", where Tabora is 6'3", and Tabora is, has been on a tear. You're 100% right. He's won six out of his last seven. Uh, beat Spivak, uh, Romanov in his last fight, a win over Greg Hardy, Walt Harris. I mean, this guy, you know, besides uh, a fight, a decision lost to Alexander Volkov, Going places. Right. He also fights with uh, no emotion. You know what I mean? Like, he's that type of a fighter where it's just, hey, this is just what I do. I got to go beat this guy up. What you got to like? Emotionless, but also, you know, make a stand if you would knock this guy out early. Hey, man, I want, I want to, I want fucking Derek Lewis or I want the winner of Derek Lewis, Spivak. Yeah. I beat Spivak. Let me run through his ass again. What do you want? Ivanov has never, never been knocked out before. So, because imagine John Jones gets the belt. Marcin Tabura's top three. A Marcin Tabura, John Jones? That's just a weird... Oh, man. It's an unimaginable ma- unimaginable matchup in my head because you're like, clearly, one guy is so much more skillful. But when you're a heavyweight, you really just need one punch. Yeah. Everybody, all the heavyweights have that power. Yep. Oh. Natural heavyweights. Like, these are boys that will never, ever see 205. They saw 205 in seventh grade. <laughs> you know, that was the last time. Uh, but yeah, it's an interesting matchup. I think Tabura walks through this kid, though. He's too slow. He's too small. All right. And speaking of somebody walking through someone, the the next fight, light heavyweight bout. I don't even know how it's a co-main event. Uh, Do Young Jung versus Devin Clark. Devin Clark's fucking awful. He's thirteen and seven. He's <laughs> lost three of his last four. He's been knocked out three times. I think he's gonna get destroyed. Is it the guy that like got his teeth all knocked out and shit and? Oh, no, no. That no. was... Uh, okay. He might as well be. Fuck was it? Yeah, he might as well be that guy. Same face. Uh, 205er. Big guy. Devin Clark. That is him. Yeah, this is yeah, this is the guy. Okay. I thought it said lightweight. That's why I'm like, this uh, is a different Devin Clark, smaller guy. Yeah, no, this is the guy whose teeth got punched into his into his mouth. <laughs> uh, there was a scene that I'd seen in somebody's fucking YouTube video where they were showing Anthony Smith get, trying to give his teeth to the referee. <laughs> He got his teeth knocked out mid-fight, handed him to the referee. Like, that's horrific. Uh, Yeah, this is definitely the guy. Light heavyweight. This is a big dude then. Uh, Jung, he looks like a small guy in his picture. He's 6'3". Insane. He's got 11 knockout wins. Yeah, Uh, Devin Clark is fucked up. And he's coming out for, I mean, he's going to redeem himself. The last fight, he's uh, knocked out in the first round of Dustin Jacoby. So he's coming. This guy's coming in. He's going to fucking rebound. 
beat yep. the shit out of Devin Clark. I don't know why Devin Clark's been put in this position. Yeah, I feel bad uh, for sorry, him. Buddy. He's, the, he's the martyr. Sacrificial lamb here. Yeah, Terrible. I mean, I was just look at the wins that uh, the well, Jung how, has. How do you come back quickly to a fight when your fucking teeth just got tucked yeah. out of your face? It's insane. I mean, he's got that loss to um, Jacoby. I'm talking about Young. Uh, Jung. But yeah. Before then, he knocked out uh, Kennedy. That they got with that crazy last name, Nischukwi, right, right. in the first yeah. round. Fucking William Knight beat him. And, you know, this guy, yeah, I think he'll walk through him. It's going to be a problem at all. So basically, the reason we're upset about the co main event is just because of Devin Clark. Like, how'd you get here? Yeah. <laughs> I can make How did he get exception here? for the other guy, but whatever. Uh, and at now, least, <laughs> here's what's funny, too, is these six guys within the co-main event and then the one right before the co-main event, they're going to look like giants <laughs> in the locker room. <laughs> All the other guys, yeah. so small. All right. Derek Devin Lewis. Clark's done. Now Derek it's uh, Derek Lewis, Sergey Spivak. A lot of fights for Derek Lewis. And remember, two of those were knockouts in his home state. He was so excited <laughs> yes. to fight for. Right Thank in God. front of Michael Jackson, too. Well, thank God. I'm not thank getting knocked out in front of Michael Jackson. Fuck that. I don't care who I fight. How would you feel about Halle Berry? Yeah, that's, that's fine. I'll take, <laughs> I'll take a ass whipping. And... All right, but your kids are also there. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, still better than being knocked out in front of Michael Jackson. That's true. Uh, I'd hate to be Michael Jackson. How about that? <laughs> What's his first name? William? Yeah, Howard? Something like that. You got to stop calling him William Michael Jackson. Makes him sound so much cooler than he is. Yeah. Derek Lewis, I mean, he's lost three of his last four, and he's been knocked out in his last two fights. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, uh, here's what I think is going to happen. I think uh, Sergey is just going to take him down to the ground. Yeah, but then this fucking idiots who analyze this shit will also say, but every fight starts standing. Well, it does. Sergey's knocked out Greg Hardy. Yeah, he's a big boy, a too. These guys are the same size. So, so he's got power himself. They're literally the same size. Both 6'2", 260 with a 79 and a 78-inch reach. I would throw Derek Lewis on the ground. He's, he's After he wins a fight, he's even said, hey, I don't like these five-round fights, man. Uh, I don't like people trying to take me down. I don't, even, I don't want to be in a main event. It's too many rounds. Man, let, fucking dance around with this guy. Go into the fourth round. Trip him. Knock him on the ground. Jump on him and, and beat him up, but well, you know this is Derek Lewis. He's got one punch knockout power as most heavyweights. Yes, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> but he is thirty-seven. Spivox twenty-eight. Like that in itself is going to play a major factor in the cardio because Derek moves slow. He reserves, but he can explode. That's what he's known for. And what he does is he throws a couple hands when you're close enough, or he tries to throw a ridiculous roundhouse kick that n almost never works. <laughs> How many times have you seen him try to throw a head kick and he never touches anybody? <laughs> it's just like a distance thing. But thank God it's at the apex and no real fans will be there to boo him. <laughs> <laughs> at least at the apex, there's no. I mean, maybe, maybe. I mean, do you think that works in Derek Lewis's favor? Because he hasn't had to, uh, to, to, you know, it's not that much of an area to his BVAX circling to get oh, away it's not from even him. That. It's the fact that. The more that he doesn't engage while Spivak moves away, they're going to boo in a real crowd. Yeah. No action. But at the apex, dude, you that's see true, the guy too. who's booing at you. <laughs> you know, yeah. that's Ted. Shut the fuck up, Ted. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Whatever. 
That's true. That's. But yeah, I think it's going to be a very slow fight. I don't think Spe- Sergey is going to put him in a su- in a position to get hurt. You know, and that's going to keep him away from Derek. And then we're going to get us a decision win for Spivak. What do you say? Yeah, that's yeah. possibly what's going to happen. I'll tell you, if Spivak gets him, was able to get him on the ground, I don't think Derek Lewis has to has to fight long, to yeah. get back Not up. Long. He's just going to yeah. lay there and get pounded on. Yep, yep. Like a Michael Jackson, right? Not in the octagon. He just likes to get. He likes to lay there and get pounded on. Oh man! <laughs> well, there it is. Yeah, this this card, pain in the ass. All these unknown, fucking fighters on here with these crazy names. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, come on. No other podcast is gonna run down every fucking fight. Go over these guys like we we are. So as That's far cool. as I'm concerned, we're we're number one. Yeah. No one's doing that. No one's doing it. There's not an actual category for MMA podcast, but if there was, we'd be number one. And you could check it. You could Google that shit. You know what? Speaking of Google, there's nothing I hate more than when people say you can like to search something. They'll be like, oh, just go to Instagram and then Google it. You're like, what? What? How do I go to Instagram and then Google it? You mean go to Instagram and search it? Fucking dummies are using Google as the, the word for search. Say the word oh. search. You know what's going on? It said the G word. My fucking speaker's going off back there. I don't even know how the hell it hears you. I got my headphones on. I what? must have said it too. I must have. The G word? I said a lot yeah. of G words. You mean great job, awesome? Yeah, yeah if I say it, the <laughs> fucking thing will go off again. But yeah, everyone, if you still listen, definitely check out the YouTube channel. Great job, awesome. Boom. 372 subscribers, hell folks. Yeah. Really cooking. Uh,. I don't even have an idea for my next video. We'll see. But it is a YouTube channel that exists. It's been blowing up. I'm in the algorithm. Oh, yeah. YouTube likes me, I guess. Um, but, yeah, that and the show notes for the Instagram we run for the podcast, as well as Twitter for the podcast, yeah. all that stuff. You I know. got an idea, man. Maybe talk some shit about Ariel Hawani. You know, just throwing it out there. It would be fun to go at a guy that goes at guys. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that would be fun for me. All right. Well, we're out of here. Yeah. Game over, bitches. Round one. Fight.